You're listening to 17 Karat K-Pop, the show that's a little bit of everything with a K-Pop twist. Visit 17karatkpop.weebly.com for more information about the show. That's 17-C-A-R-A-T-K-P-O-P.weebly.com. Enjoy the show! Let's get to the latest news in the world of K-Pop. So, in terms of records being broken, there is a lot to look at. So, for Blackpink, Kill This Love is their second song to reach 300 million streams on Spotify. Jennie's solo song, Solo, uh, it's called Solo, and it was her solo song, uh, has now reached 200 million streams on Spotify, which is now the most streamed song by any Korean female on that platform. Twice has hit more records with Like Ooh Ah being their fifth video to hit 350 million views and Feel Special being their 12th music video to hit 200 million views. Ooh, they are still on top of it. We love to see it. G-Idol is doing really well with their latest comeback and they actually, side note, they signed with Republic Records which is, I believe, where TXT signed as well and several other K-pop groups to help their push in the United States, which I saw coming for G-Idol for quite a while. So pretty proud of myself for predicting this. But anyway, so G-Idol reached 17 million views on their comeback video called Oh My God in the first 24 hours and the EP called I Trust. It has topped the charts in 35 countries. If you liked the single that came out right before I Trust, which was Lion, you'll like the new vibe of this EP. It's definitely, you can definitely tell they've tried to find their sound and they're, they've kind of found it. They figured out their lane that works for them. And so Lion seems to be a teaser for this new EP. So just a quick PSA about that. Everglow continues to be the ultimate super rookie girl group with uh, two of their music videos surpassing 100 million views in the same day. I believe they're the first to ever have that happen, past the 100 million views mark in the same day. Wow, that is what I call super rookies. And I was going to say speaking of super rookies, but obviously they're not rookies, so... Anyway, speaking of bad transitions, so Seventeen is has done really well with their latest Japanese single called Falling Flower, which sold over 200,000 copies just within its first week, so obviously many more copies will be sold soon. EXO's The Eve has a dance practice video that hit about 100 million views this week. And BTS's DNA video is the first Korean boy group video to pass 950 million views. Also, BTS has broken their own records once again. And BTS is now the first Korean artist to have over 20 million copies in their cumulative album sales over their career sold. First Korean artist to do that. So, wow, a lot of of big milestones for K-pop. One final record broken that I want to share the news about is GOT7's Lullaby music video, which is now has now entered the 100 million views club, so congrats to them. This is GOT7's fifth video to achieve this milestone, and I would like to take this opportunity to let everyone know, don't fight me on this, GOT7's Present You and Me was their best era, so I'm especially excited that Lullaby is the song that has now joined the 100 Million Views Club. I'm hoping the next comeback will even be better than Present You and Me, honestly. I think they're going with the similar vibe of Present You and Me, so it might, but we'll see. Speaking of 
great eras for them, I guess. Let's talk about some things to look forward to that are coming up with K-pop artists that have to do with some of their past work as well. So NCT is rumored to be, well, I guess it's kind of confirmed in that way um, that SM Entertainment confirms stuff with, oh, maybe, but we're not going to say much else about it um, when you know it's going to happen. So anyway, NCT127 is going to have a comeback very soon with another single for the repackaged version of Neozone, which was everything. So I'm very excited what the new uh, repackaged single will be. I'm trying to think what I want to put my bets on in terms of the name they'll give it. I'm thinking it will be like something like a parallel of kick it like push it or um go for it or something like that but we'll see i'm not gonna put too much money on this one so anyway also i feel like wavy the nct china subunit is that's how i still refer to them yes because i want to remind people wavy is still a part of nct but that's uh, i digress so wavy i believe will have a comeback soon because 10 changed his hair color and if you're in this uh k-pop slash c-pop uh fan universe you know that a hair color change is a huge symbol a huge sign of the fact hey we're we are uh having a comeback soon so you know or maybe ten just realized that we love him as a blonde the most yes we do i said it anyway also shiny is really playing with our emotions lately basically posting about like shiny is back hashtags but also with like the amount of days we have left until our faves who are in the military are going to be back from the required two years of service so i mean it's like are they tweeting that because like shiny is back like to just keep our spirits up and be like remember here's the countdown and then your faves will be back it's pretty soon sooner than you think or are they Seeing that just like because they're really teasing a release like don't start a hashtag and get us trending and talking about shiny if this is just like a countdown clock with no music related like that is giving me too much false hope I just but then again see this is SM Entertainment too so I can't be too mad at them right now because they're giving us an NCT comeback with a repackage right so uh I'll save my uh outrage for later also because i have to thank them for the fact that we are getting another new exo live album mark your calendars for april 21st where we will get exo planet 5 and more new uh content coming out this month twice it has a docuseries coming called seize the light um which will be available every wednesday starting april 29th at 11 p.m korean standard time so starting April 29th, every week you will get a new episode, I believe on YouTube, probably of something, not Weverse, but you know, some equivalent of Weverse or Vicky or something too. Um, but Twice is going to release this docuseries, basically all about how the Twice Lights World Tour went, and I'm very excited about that one. I will probably be featured in it. Um, I would love to just leads you to believe that that means I'm like interviewed for it or something um but I feel too bad to mislead you that way so when I say I'll be in it I mean I'll probably be like way in the back in the crowd during an audience pan um that the camera took during the uh, world tour stop I went to the tour okay so I'm in the crowd somewhere and I will get my I will get my moment of fame even if it's shared with 
thousands and thousands of other people, so look out for me in that video. And honestly, if you didn't see the Twice Lights tour, and you want to see any girl group on tour, or just any group that really shows you, like, why a live show is just... Why K-pop stars are just doing the most and giving us the most with the live shows. Twice is the group to see in concert, even if you're seeing it on a screen as opposed to in person. Because their synchronization and just the way this show carried out so smoothly and it was so polished, it just really shows you how much hard work and years of training go into creating and debuting these groups. And they really do give such a performance and it's really just worth every penny, so... Really stay tuned for that, even if you don't think you're a huge Twice fan specifically, but like K-pop, trust me, it's a very fun show to watch, and they're just, they're really all, all of them are just so talented, and it was a very cool experience, so um, try to, you know, live vicariously through the docuseries if you couldn't see them in person. Also, fun content to stream that we all probably already know about, but... BTS is giving us some live stream content for while we're all in self-quarantine. So next weekend, starting April 17th, on that, that Friday at, I'm just going to give you the Eastern time. So at 11 p.m. Eastern time, so if you're in Eastern time in the USA, 11 p.m. April 17th is when you can start streaming on Bang Tang TV's YouTube channel, Bang Bang Con. And Bang Bang Con is basically our virtual BTS Coachella. So we are going to get all sorts of BTS concert content streamed live on YouTube starting then, which is, boy, it is just, I, I just need to take a moment because can we, can we say that like BTS always knows when to release content when we need it most in our lives? Like the minute we are really like, dealing with it. it they suddenly drop tour dates or they drop this kind of content or they have another special announcement or they surprise release a music video i mean they like just know they have this like sixth sense to know when the army is hungry for more content so thank you bts and speaking of them, we need to congratulate them for the huge revenue increase. So, um, obviously, that is not the point of Big Hit Entertainment. It's all about making good music. But it is very cool and worth noting that they had Big Hit Entertainment, Big BTS's company, had a 95% revenue increase in 2019. I'm sure a lot of that had to do with the debut of TXT, which I call the BTS Baby Brothers. <laughs> um... But also BTS, obviously, with their tour and everything. So 95% revenue increase, that is, that's why they're the ultimate underdog story. That company, Big Hit Entertainment, has the best underdog story. So, uh, speaking of uh, underdogs, we gotta talk about Monster X now. So, Wanho is back, Wanho is back, Wanho is back. Um, cleared all the charges and everything as we knew he would be, and he is back. He has signed to... Uh, this Highlight Entertainment, which is basically a subsidiary of Starship Entertainment, where Monster X is signed. So he's part of Starship Entertainment still technically, but kind of like a, a side a branch of it. Like, kind of the way Day6 is related to JYP Entertainment, where it's like a subsidiary. So it's like related, but also maybe won't get as much promo from the main agency, but you're still under that Starship head. Um... So anyway, so he signed to Highlight Entertainment as both a solo artist and a producer. And so I'm really happy for him, obviously. My overall take on that is like, honestly, 
a bit disappointed because I want OT7 real bad, and I've been missing that. Um, but now that Juhani's back, we're getting OT6. I don't even like to say OT6. We're getting 6 out of the 7. Um, and I, I really hope that they let Wanho at least, like, if not tour with them, like, maybe give a surprise cameo during Monster X stages in the future or something. Um, but the fact that they even brought him back... I mean, this is honestly more than I thought Starship Entertainment would do for us because, you know, over time, um, they, uh, they're not one of my favorite companies and, uh, for good reason. And so, but it's very cool. I mean, this is a historic moment. If, even if it's not exactly how we wanted things to end up with this whole situation, the fact that Mon Baby got to continue for months and months to push for Wanho's return and then actually get it. I feel like that's unprecedented in band history, let alone K-pop band history. Um, I'm sure fan campaigns like it might have been po been happened in the past, but it just feels like the the amount of months that went into protesting his uh, firing from the band, essentially, and calling it to come back, those continued efforts do feel very unprecedented. So it really is a moment that may not be as exciting as we had hoped, but it is much better news than I had expected because my expectations were very low for this company, but keeping the faith does pay off sometimes, moral of the story, and it is really exciting too that he signed on as a producer as well so that he can create and produce and have full creative control over this side project. That's the thing with these subsidiaries, so like with Day6, for example, they write and release all their own stuff, really, so they get input from JYP entertainment managers, but really they get a lot, they seem to have like, it's sort of a hands-off approach to managing them, at least in compared to like, not mainstream JYP artists, but non-subsidiary artists. Not sure if there's a better term for that. But anyway, so I think, you know, if Monster X has content where they do get a role, don't get me wrong, Monster X gets to write and record and produce some of their own stuff, but they are still, they still have to, you know, get things approved by the label heads more um, frequently or just have more input from other people who work at Starship. Whereas in a subsidiary, Wanho will probably get a lot less oversight and therefore more freedom to fully make his solo music his own. And so I just, I'm very happy for him as we all should be, but it is okay to have both feelings at once. So please know that it is valid to both be disappointed that we don't get OT7 Monster X back but still happy for Wanho, and that is how it should be. Um, so let's continue to support him. I know I'll continue to support him as much as the other members, and, you know, this is one of those times where you have to really think. I'm really talking to the the serious Mon Babies for Life here, is that, you know, if we agree that we are going to support all seven no matter what, this is that no matter what time that we agreed to. Like, it's not always the good days for the group that will support them. It's the ones that don't go as planned, too. So keep our promise to Monster X in mind, please, and let's support all of them. So, all right, speaking of groups that are, uh, I'm, speaking of groups that need, you know, um, I don't know how to transition here, uh, but groups that are not, because I don't want to say groups that are not broken up, um, cause it's not really a breakup, it's whatever, you know what I'm saying, is that groups who, the mem- the- the members and the characterizations are changing in ways we may be a little upset by. Speaking of that, um, 
So the group called Blushing Youth, aka Bulfour, they are no more. It was a two. It was eventually near down to a two-person girl group, who I've talked about a little bit on the show before, who had some really cool folksy, acousticy, just very cool, unique, um, at least for the K-pop industry, unique vibes to their music, and it was just very fun and special. And I just really found it a very cool. They're, they're, they're such a cool group, and unfortunately, Ah Jayun has decided to leave, um, and honestly, I should have seen this coming, though, because honestly, like, for years now, one thing I have not liked about Bull4's releases is that it's definitely always seemed like Ah, ah Jayun basically was given the short end of the stick, kind of like always just the backup guitarist and vocalist, not even much of a vocalist, like, mostly just told to play the instrument, whereas the other member was able to, like, take the spotlight and sing, and I always wondered how Av was feeling, like, you know, gosh, that must be hard being, like, the backup, but maybe she likes it, like, I was honestly, I've been thinking about that a lot, and so I should have not been as surprised as I was to hear this news about her leaving the group, because, you know, I could totally see why you'd want to go your own way if you're constantly told to, like, stick to the back compared to the other member and but some people like that and they like that it takes some pressure off of them and some spotlight off of them but obviously there are reasons to be frustrated with that and so you know again this is a group I'll support both members technically Bull 4 will continue um under the stage name Bull 4 but just now one member but yeah it just won't feel the same but I mean maybe we'll get um twice as much Bulfour-esque music. I don't know. It'll be interesting what the solo releases from Ah become. So we'll we'll see about that. Also interesting to see what what is going on is that apparently rapper PH1 is might be retiring from the K rap slash K R and B industry. Who he's done so many features over the years. It's like the Ty Dolla sign of K pop. Like. How does he, like, can he just retire? <laughs> like, we need we need him. I don't know. Maybe you give Wanho more features. We'll see. Maybe it's a bad prank, but not as bad as the prank by Jay June. I don't want to talk about this too much, but I am a bit mad still, so I'm not going to yell too much about it. I've let out my steam already, but wow, please don't do this. So, Jay June basically, um, bottom line is that he basically claimed he had the coronavirus on April Fool's Day, and people were really freaked out and upset for him. He said he was hospitalized, and people throughout the day were getting more confused as they tried to verify that and were getting nothing. And then he revealed it was an April Fool's prank, and then all of his promo events for his latest album were suddenly canceled, and people are naturally, rightfully outraged by the joke. Um, So that is it. I mean... There is a possibility that he could face legal repercussions, but it is harder to do that for someone who, um, I, I don't think there's, like, an April Fool's clause in the law that, like, gives you permission to do stuff like that, but, like, lying is different than, like, physically doing something to mislead someone with a disease diagnosis, like, so, I mean, like, for example, there are a lot of people right now who are, it's, if, if pandemics bring out the best in people, they also bring out the worst in people, like the ones 
the countless stories of people who cough on food or sneeze on it intentionally or, you know, just, like, put their hands all over it. Like, people who are just being, you know, um, what's a radio-friendly word for it? Um, being jerks, I guess. <laughs> that doesn't sound strong enough, but you know what I'm saying. Anyway, so these people who are doing that kind of pranks related to the coronavirus, if they do that, if they do something where they have physically put people in danger, like coughing on them, that can be, um, they can get arrested for that. I mean, that is, at least in the USA, that they are getting arrested when they do that. Um, but if they just say they have coronavirus, um, but without the actual physical action that puts others in harm's way, I'm not sure if they're, they will, they are still going to be arrested. I mean, I've heard of some cases where people have, like, there was just this girl I read about the other day on the news who, um, basically claimed she had it and posted it on Snapchat or some other app about it, and how she was going to go infect everyone with it, um, that she came into contact with. So I guess, it, like, maybe there are variant variations in punishment for speech, um, because that might be, she wasn't arrested necessarily for what she said, but the threat that was thrown in there, you know? So for Jay June, who didn't really threaten to infect others, but just said he had it and was isolating and stuff, I don't know if that lie rises to the level where he will get a punishment, you know? Um, but, you know... I don't know. I'm I'm just upset. So I kind of like I don't I don't want wish ill on people, but I am very upset with the way he handled this, and it's just not funny. I really worried this year in April Fool's Day. First of all, that not everyone wanted to just skip it this year because come on, we've been through a lot in 2020, and it's only April. But also, like I was worried that someone would use this virus as like their key prank, and it's just so tasteless and uh, reckless, and every swear word in the book that I'd love to say right now. So, anyway, so just thought I'd update you about if you don't see Jay June promoting his new work, that's why, and we will see. He'll get his karma. So, anyway, so, um, on lighter news, uh, Twice has, is, <laughs> yeah, way lighter news, um, Twice is the only K-pop group who has made it to Forbes 30 Under 30 Asia list for 2020. And if you want to know why, again, watch that docuseries called Seize the Light when it comes out at the end of the month. Also, if you missed it, I believe you should catch the clips on YouTube by now. If not, there are some clips on Nickelodeon's Instagram. You can watch Super M's performance from all of that. Um, yes, if you didn't even know all that is rebooted now with a much younger cast, or maybe it was as young as it was originally, but... Younger than I thought. Anyway, so you can catch all that, and it is interesting um, because, like, even lately, there's some dance uh, dance off competition show on Disney Channel now that families were dancing to Japan, and it is so surreal to me to think that like kids are growing up with like Japan and stuff. Um, when I, because I'm trying to think of what I was into at that age, and it was not as cool as Super M, <laughs> so it's interesting. Yeah, really, K-pop is really. Uh, the outreach towards younger generations to, like, K-pop, too, is interesting. Um, it's not just a bunch of, like, teens and 20-year-olds. It's younger, too. So it is just interesting. Um, I'm just a little personally miffed, though, that, you know, they uh, they had the audacity to have them film an episode and not, like, invite me to guest star, but whatever, it's fine, you know. They clearly just... Uh, my resume got lost in the mail to be an extra on set that day, so... 
you know, it's, I'm not salty or anything about that. So just to prove it, um, let's uh, change this subject. As I've said before, um, I know this is a K-pop show, but there are also some good news stories in the world that I just want to keep bringing up in new episodes of my show because it's my show and I can, but also because I just like to spread the good vibes and I want to remind people that there are people who are really bringing out the best in each other during times of crisis and there really is this cool collective power of the human spirit and humans of being willing to connect with each other and ease the burden that we're all living with right now. And so anyway, I just want to continue to spotlight the good people are putting out into the world during this dark time for all of us to just give you hope and humanity. And because these stories made me smile, so I want to share that. So the good news updates, the roundup of good news that I've seen this past week includes the following. So we have in New York City, especially, as well as around the world, really, um, people are applauding for uh, for maybe not hours, but very long time, um, every night, uh, especially in New York, on their balconies, cheering for first responders to thank them for their service during this time. It is so scary. I can't even imagine working on the front lines right now. And buildings, iconic buildings like the Eiffel Tower, the Empire State Building, are lighting up blue in honor of the healthcare workers every night now. And also, we need to keep in mind the mental toll, not just the physical exhaustion, but the mental toll it takes to work in a hospital right now. I know I said this was the bright news, but I do hope we keep uh, thinking about that to feel for them and not get, lose sight of our empathy and ability to want to help make their situation better. So anyway, so Kate Spade, New York, has teamed up with a crisis text line specifically for these healthcare workers who are really mentally not doing so well during this crisis and need someone to talk to. That hotline is now available to them to use, which is very, very nice and comforting to hear, and hopefully more are, more tools are in place for them. I know a lot of famous people have donated food and other supplies to hospitals across the USA and probably overseas as well that's happening. So people who have a lot of money are putting it to good use. Um, Speaking of celebrities, Matthew McConaughey hosted a bingo night for senior citizens in Texas this past week. And the bingo night was over live stream. And I just think that concept is really cool. And I mean, I'm sure all the seniors were starstruck. I would have loved to see their faces during it. So looking uh, way across the pond here in Wales, a bunch of wild goats have taken to the streets. So they're just wandering around the streets of Wales because everyone's inside and they can and it's free for them to roam. So it's interesting. Other parts of the world too, the animals are just out, just wandering around. Just It is their time. So if there was ever a time to have like a Toy Story movie, but for animals, although I guess wasn't their movie kind of like that? Like uh, it wasn't called Backyard. It was called back maybe it was back here over the hedge over the hedge it's like maybe over the hedge um coming to life but something is happening that movie writers need to pay attention to anyway people are um continuing to help artists who are struggling right now so there are soundcloud artists who have um really been struggling more than usual to get their get traction on their music and now soundcloud artists can add a direct donation button right to the front page of their profiles also helping the music industry a lot of live stream concert content and there is a 
$10 million Crew Nation fund set up by Live Nation to help crew members who work on concerts that are not getting job opportunities right now. Also helping those in need, there is a group started by youth in New York City. It is called Invisible Hands. They are hoping to spread far and wide outside of New York City when they are able to. And basically what Invisible Hands is doing is meeting up with senior citizens to teach them how to use Zoom to FaceTime with loved ones. And they are also getting groceries and other essential supplies for elderly people so those elderly people do not have to leave their homes. So they're really just helping out older people and immunocompromised people who need help staying connected and getting what they need during this time. Um, others being helped include those who will receive $375 million for relief efforts. So TikTok pledged that $375 million to relief efforts just across the board um, to help people during this crisis. Also, um, if you want that kind of uh, widely distributed donation, because you're not sure where to donate first or what to, um, you know, where to put your money and how to disperse it to those who are most in need of it, um, a way that you, there are quite a few websites that do this, so you can look around. But I know, I know specifically that Crooked Media website has a. Um, donation spot that has raised over a million dollars so far which is awesome and they take your donation and split it equally among um, groups that are helping food banks uh, medical supply um, funds there's uh, I believe it'll help small businesses that are struggling with to get work right now things like that so um, you can look around I'm sure there are a lot more links online as well to the ability to have your donation stretch as far and wide as possible also, um, helping out people financially, if you need more content to stream, 500 hours of new HBO content is now free right now for streaming. Um, also free now is access to more Marvel comics through their digital subscription service than ever before. So the free copies through Marvel subscription um, for digital issues was, um, it was a limited amount, but now there's a lot more titles there that you can for a limited time so pick up on this offer asap um, but for a limited time you can read more of that content for free also um there is free content through the headspace app so if you need some meditation exercises or other mindfulness exercises headspace has more free content there for you also if you are kind of bored at home and just need to try on outfits a la Britney Spears, you can uh, rock out to, I mean, I guess you could rock out to Britney, of course. Um, side note, dropped it, beautiful is the best B-side ever. Um, we can have that debate. I'd love to have that debate. Uh, hit me up for that. But anyway, um, so if you want to just have a fashion show, you can play Britney, but also um, you can play this new Spotify playlist by the designer Alexander McQueen, which is full of the kind of music you hear as people walk down the runway. So enjoy that Spotify playlist. Um, also, Epic High has been releasing some cool new Spotify playlists lately that are also the same ones they've posted to YouTube. So just a side note there. Um, but speaking of fashion shows at home, it's very funny to watch influ influencers um, who usually make money from trips and you know, SponCon, I guess you could say, um, when their sponsors are not active right now and when they can't travel. So what are they doing for Instagram content? Especially with festival season not really happening right now and, you know, award show season's not happening right now, 
Coachella obviously is a huge source of Instagram content. Spring break trips, all of that is gone. So what are they posting? Well, I probably should make this a weekly segment now. What are the Instagram influencers up to? And this week it is pillows. So they are wearing pillows. So basically, you know how some people will wear like a, like they'll artfully like place like they'll pose in a way that like makes their like back they'll back up and the distance. Um, of the like camera lens and stuff will make it look like they're wearing the flower or the piece of fruit or whatever that is in front of them. Um, that is kind of what they're doing, but with pillows and they're actually wearing them. So like they're tilting like giant pillows and like cinching them with a belt or something or a scarf and like turning them into couture dresses. And it is really honestly, some of them are very cute. Like the actual, um, shape of the dresses is not, does not look super, comfy I guess but or just like super aesthetic but the overall patterns and stuff sometimes I could see those being made into legit dresses so um that is a fun trend to get in on similarly the Getty Museum has posted a challenge on Twitter that and it's very fun to look at the Getty challenge entries where people are taking household objects to recreate famous works of art um, a lot of animals tend to be involved, which is adorable, so, um, side note for that. Also, works of art being made. All around California, residents have been going outside and drawing with chalk their own museum exhibits, so we can all be artists right now, which is, yeah, it, it's just a good time to be creative. Um, also, if you want the ability to, um, a, a big opportunity that, has been kind of lost, unfortunately, for a lot of high school seniors is prom. If you still want to have the magic of prom night, please go to Teen Vogue's website because Teen Vogue is going to release more information soon. So if you sign up to the daily newsletter, you'll be sure to not miss it. Um, and I'll, or also just refresh their website every day because Teen Vogue in the middle of May is planning a virtual prom of sorts where there will be celeb cameos dropping into the Zoom party. There will be special, I believe, in advance hair tutorials and makeup tutorials live um, for you to stream. And it's going to be, you know, limited amount of guests at this prom. So if you want to apply, um, the applications aren't open yet that I know of, but stay tuned for more information from them. And yeah, it'll be a prom with celeb cameos and dancing and music and a DJ set, I believe. So it'll really be like prom only virtual. And it's a really cool way to still have that high school experience. So make sure you uh, spread the word to anyone who is missing prom. So um, also, there is this very cute campaign, um, speaking of younger generations, um, that is called my... So basically what happened was over 50 groups, over 50 from, you know, um, organizations not affiliated with the government and then UN agencies and mental health organizations, they have all come together and created a children's storybook, which is called My Hero Is You, How Kids Can Fight COVID-19. And so My Hero Is You is a book that was created and now will be available in at least 36 languages and it had input in its creation process from over 1,700 kids and parents and caregivers and teachers. So even the kids had an input in how they wanted this storybook to go. And it really is a cute kid's storybook um, all about this character who wants to help people and gives gives kids tips not just for staying healthy right now, but also just how to process their emotions during this challenging time. And it just sounds like a very special, um, helpful book for kids. So 
Um, yeah, it's called My Hero Is You, How Kids Can Fight COVID-19. And there are probably a million more of these stories out there. And I will continue to try to give you a roundup of some of my favorites every week, at least once a week, because it is really refreshing to know. And also keep that in mind, because you know with the media, if the old phrase, if it leads, it bleeds. Or if it bleeds, it leads. Yeah, if it bleeds, it leads. Anyway, um, so the darker content tends to be uh, what the media focuses on, really partly not their fault, it's just the way of, you know, they've got to draw viewers in, and we like watching, watching things go wrong, apparently, you know, it's just human nature, I guess, to be fascinated by, um, darker content sometimes, and just, you know, like, watch a car crash or something, um, it's a very weird aspect of being human, but, so do keep that in mind, is that there are things that are very dark, but there are, there is so much light, especially at the local level, that doesn't get on the news. So if you really need those bright spots, you can find them, and you've just got to keep your eyes and ears open to hear more about them. So um, there is a lot of good news still out there, so please know that, and I will try to help do my part to remind you of that. So keep that, keep all of that in mind, and uh, one, a few more things that I am going to talk about um, on future episodes, because this episode, I think I'm just gonna end soon. I don't want to take up more of your time. I'll, I'll keep it quick, but in future episodes, I'm going to have a couple things happen that I prefaced on my intro to, to this double feature of episodes that you could have heard in the Luna episode. So there, I preface some things that I won't talk about now, but will in the future. So a quick heads up about those. One is, I want to do more uh, projects with listener input, and the Anchor app will easily allow me to do that, where you can send me voicemails based on the question I ask you to respond to. So feel free to reach out to 17 Karat K-Pop on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, etc. Um, with your thoughts, because um, on what you want me to do. You know, I'd love to create episodes that are compilations of your voicemails. So, you know, what what would you like to say? You know, what does being in a certain fandom mean to you? What's your favorite K-pop concert memory? Um, K-pop song recommendations? Uh, rants you have to let out about things you don't like about the K-pop industry? Um, I'll tell you my bias in a group and you try to change my mind. Whatever games you want to play, we or input you want to give. Um, so I would like that to take shape soon, so look out for that. I'm also hoping to do more interviews uh, in the future. If you didn't catch my interview with the K-pop YouTuber Rainer, that is on... Um, it will be on YouTube soon, probably, but at least for now, it's on Anchor and Spotify, iHeartRadio, etc. It's on all the other apps, just not YouTube yet, um, but it's been uploaded everywhere else, so you can catch that interview. Um, and I do hope to do more in the future with people associated with the industry, as well as just big fans who have things they want to promote. So if you know any artists who make, you know, K-pop pins or other art or people who run cup sleeve events or you know, our journalists that report on concerts for the even just a local paper or something, just, you know, anyone who, it doesn't have to be like a megastar, but, you know, who who has some foot in the door, really, in the world of K-pop, um, in a professional sense, I guess you could say. If you know someone who's, like, big enough to, like, get some interest at, like, a K-Con panel, let's say, um, let me know, reach out again on our socials and... I would love to interview them. So, and obviously you can help help by tagging the bigger stars too. I'd love to talk to them too someday. So, and have you sending your questions with the voicemail feature. So, it'll be a lot more interactive in the future hopefully. 
And uh, the, the second or third thing that I wanted to bring up is that I do have some fun specific stories um, from my experiences at in-person K-pop events that I'd love to go on and on about, um, but it's based on what you're interested in hearing. So um, some of the things I could talk about more, just let me know which ones sound most interesting to you, um, would include, you know, a story about, I saw one group in concert and it was like the worst the worst time ever and it turned into the best time ever um for reasons that were pretty unaffiliated with the actual show it was a really weird night um I could talk about you know my very first intro to the k-pop world or the world of k-pop concerts I could talk about like my uh the moment I felt like a like um I guess Cinderella in the moment like a very special spotlight shout out concert event where I felt like the star of the show I could talk about I already talked about 17's best encore ever and why it's the best encore a concert could have but I could talk more about that um I'm never tired of talking about that I could talk about my ultimate favorite high touch experience um I could share the story of um Oh, the BTS concert I went to that um, was really t a terrible environment, like just weather-wise, but a great show, um, and how I still feel bad and need Jimin's forgiveness because he gave us advice that I did not take. I could talk about um, the shows I almost went to and why I missed and if I regret it. I mean, it goes on and on. I have a bajillion stories, but I don't want to bore you. So keep me posted again on socials about what kind of content you want in the future, and uh yeah, I hope you enjoyed this double whammy of new content. I will be back, hopefully, um, towards the end of this week. At the latest, in within a week, you will hear from me again with another new episode. And, uh, I, yeah, I have a lot of new content still to give you. A lot of universes, music video-wise, to unpack. A lot of discussions to be had, so stay tuned. Um, again, this is 17 Karat K-Pop. I'm Hope, and I will see you next week. Stay safe, everyone.